0: Go. Welcome to another episode of... Fl- <laughs> I almost said Freaks of the Week. <laughs> Are you a Freak of the Week, Mike? No. I'm a Freak of the Week. All right. I am uh, Joe Spiegel. Mike Sutherland. All right. Welcome to Flicks of the Week. You just said that. I know, but so I said Freaks, so... Now you have to say All it right. again. All right. So <laughs> this week, I am going to be reviewing the Netflix original show called The End of the <laughs> Fucking World. Yes, uh Conan the Barbarian, the original. Mm. <laughs> okay. Don't you love how they had him in Ritz Sonya, but he was called Caliborn or Caliban or whatever the fuck his name was. Yeah. Does that matter? Yeah, I know. So. All right, and then we uh, what, what else we got? We got what's it? What do we got? We got Black Panther trailer? No. We got nothing? Nothing. Not a goddamn thing. All
1: right, good. Well, this is just a flicks of the week. Flicks of the fucking All right. Ready for the trailer? Let's
2: do it. I'm James. I'm 17. And He's I'm pretty sure I'm
0: When I was nine, I put my hand in a deep fat fryer. I wanted to make myself feel something.
2: School was beneath me, but it was a good place for observation and selection. I had a plan. I was going to kill someone. Hey.
1: I've seen you skating. You're pretty shit.
2: Fuck off. Working all day with my mind on fire. I can't stop thinking of you. I kind of think I could fall in love with him. I thought she could be interesting to kill, so I pretended to fall in love with her. This is nice. What is? I thought probably he was gay. He does prick. Let's leave this shithole town. I'm going whether you come with me or not. You in?
0: I didn't know where we were going or when I was going to kill her. I punched my dad in the face and stole his car, and that felt like a good place to start.
2: We can literally do anything. Do you want to go on a date?
1: We'll
2: have a banana split and an extra fucking spoon. Sorry, that's it, right? Oh, yeah. See if Marvin can make a banana split to
0: meet your fucking. (laughs) Bye, Marvin! Seemed that Alyssa had some issues. I
2: feel safe with James.
0: Being with Alyssa had started to make me feel things. (laughs) I didn't like it at all.
2: Have you ever eaten a pussy before? The important moments as they happen you only see that they were important when you look back seatbelts fuck seatbelts take
1: your top off hey, i think I'm stuck
2: do you think it's going to explode it's
1: not a film
2: i might be able to fix it we can't just leave it here do
1: you reckon you can still fix it
0: why is no one stopping
2: probably because you've got your tits out no one stops the weirdos except other weirdos do you want to lift Come on.
1: I am going to be so fucked if we get murdered.
0: Murdered. Guess what? The guy that picks him up It's a fucking weirdo.
1: All right, so that was the trailer for <laughs> The End of the Fucking World. We only watched the first trailer because the second trailer actually gives some stuff away. And we're doing a fucking <laughs> review. <laughs>
0: yeah, here's my fucking review for The End of the Fucking World. All right, so I watched the entire first season today because... Each episode is only twenty minutes long, and there's only eight episodes, so it took just under, around three hours to watch the whole season. So uh, it's pretty much what the trailer says. It's you it starts off with the character James, and he does little flashbacks of when he was a child, and he talks about how he has an inclination to kill things, and he hasn't graduated yet up to um, killing people. So he's like a, a he's like a coming of age serial killer kind of thing it's like right? a coming of age
1: Jeffrey Dahmer but not eating people
0: yeah so and so when the when the show first starts off i you know it's th- if if you, you think it's going to go in this direction like a dexter type direction right it does, not. It, after, it does not. It does not. It does not. It goes... It does that... You you have this idea of it for about the first four episodes, three or four episodes, and then it goes in another direction, and you're like, okay, which is good. I, I'm glad it did that, because I don't need to see another Dexter. Dexter is its own standalone thing. So, But when it starts off with James, and he does the flashback to when he's a kid, you know, younger, because right now, like on the show, he's like eight, 17 years old, and... It shows him, first it shows him, like, do the the hand in the fryer thing to see, you know, if he's got feelings and all this shit. But it also shows him kill animals, right? And it does this thing where it does this quick um, pan of all, every animal he's killed. Because he says, I remember every single animal I've killed. And it shows this whole, just like...
2: It's un- a montage! It shows
0: pretty much like a montage of all of them laid next to each other. <laughs> Of fucking birds, dogs, cats, and fucking butterflies, <laughs> right? And so he's and he, he he's bored with life. He's bored with his father. His his mother um, committed suicide. I'm not giving anything away. His mother committed suicide when he was very young age, and he witnessed it. She she drowned herself in front of him. And um, so now he lives alone with his father. And his father is a smart ass, very nice guy, but he look his. But James does not have a sense of humor at all. He doesn't laugh about anything. So like I said, he's pretty much like a young serial killer, right? So uh, what do you call that, a sociopath or whatever? Um, So he meets Alyssa. And Alyssa also has her own little, um, what do you call it, narration, like inner dialogue kind of thing going Mm on. So she'll talk about her wants and her needs as as well. And him, he ends up hooking up with her because she keeps giving him attention and he wants someone to kill because he, he says he finally wants to, you know, graduate up to killing people. And so he's like, he plans on killing her, right? Well, as you can tell by the trailer, you, you know, he's not going to end up killing her. Right. So I'm not giving anything away, but uh, he, you know, he ends, Spoiler up, alert. Yeah, he ends up hooking up with her kind of hooking up with her and, you know, and she's doing it because she lives at home with her mom and her new stepdad. Her new stepdad is um he's uh, you know, uh uh like Indian. You know, he's Indian but he's an English Indian, if you know what I mean. So they've already got He's an Indian from India. Yeah. And he's one of those he's a he's a fucking douchebag tool guy. He's he does this thing where he flirts with her while the mom's not looking or when he thinks the mom's not looking. Like he'll he'll make remarks about her tits or or um or about how she's becoming a young woman and stuff like that, right? Making her really uncomfortable. And and they um and she Alyssa herself, she feels like she's being forced out of the family because um her mom just had two twins with uh with this guy, you know, and everything that they do is all of them and like all the pictures on the wall are just all of them and not her. She's not in any of the pictures, you know. And so it's, it's just uncomfortable. She wants to get the fuck away from all of it. She has, like, no filter. She has no problem telling people to fuck off or telling them the, the truth about things. And so that's wh- also why she likes James's character, because he doesn't bullshit her. Well, the, what she thinks. You know, she doesn't know about his murdering tendencies yet. So... Uh, they end up hooking up, and what happens is she wants to get out and go. You know, just get. She wants to run away, and so she talks him into running away. And he he decides to do it because, for one, he doesn't know how to tell people no. But another reason is because he wants to, he wants to find the perfect time to kill her. Right. So they they run off in the dad's, you know, in James's dad's car, and then that's when the show really takes off. Is because um, the first episode ends. Um, with them stealing the car and driving away and the rest of the series the rest of this first season is them pretty much off on the run kind of thing where she's she um decides that she wants to go find her father who she gets a birthday card from every year and she wants to go you know see what he's doing and say hi to him she wears his old leather jacket and everything like that and they get into these situations where they stay at a place and find out that that someone that's in this place that they're staying who's out of town at the moment is not what he like first appears to be when they break into the house and and all this other stuff and James learns more about himself while being with her like it ends up like even though they get into all this trouble and all these things and cops and detectives starts coming after him and all this stuff because of certain things that they do it's still she's she's awakened he, she throughout the, these episodes Alyssa awakens James's uh, actual emotional state, which he was completely closed off from when, when the show starts. Right. So, uh, like I said, that's why I like the direction it goes because it doesn't feel like it's copying Dexter at all, which is great. Uh, but yeah, anyway, by the time it ends, it's uh, it, I, I, you're, it ends on a cliffhanger and. You're like, oh fuck! I want to see where it's going to go. And <laughs> the show just came out like fucking two days ago on Netflix. So I'm you know have to wait a whole year or something for the for the new season. But it's getting a hundred percent on on Rotten Tomatoes. Every critic loves it, and uh, I, I liked it. I liked it a lot. It's funny. Um, it's clever. It's and it's a, it's an intriguing thing. It's intriguing. It's it, it's really good to see. Um, it, um, young people being honest because you know you watch a lot of shows on like cw (coughs) and stuff like that and when you have teenagers you know they're inhibited you know by 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 uh by censors and stuff like that right right but this they're like you know this is how some a lot of kids are you know they're just they, they they try to be adults they try to be adults before their time and and then you see all the mistakes that they make even though they think that they're already adults and And stuff like that, so yeah, I like the show because it feels honest. It's a little over the top with with a couple of the situations that they get into, but but all in all, it still feels like it's in the realm of plausibility with with everything that happens. So the show works. It's you know, like I said, with the dark comedy angle and all that stuff. So I I I recommend uh, the end of the fucking world because it is it is a good fucking show, and that's all I fucking got, Mike.
1: Okay. (laughs) (coughs) Well, I guess we should um, talk about Conan the Barbarian.
2: (laughs) It was a time, not unlike our own, (laughs) when brutal danger was a part of life. It was in this time that young Conan was orphaned at the hand of Thulsa Doom. And so it became a time for vengeance. But only after his body and his will were shaped by slavery on the Wheel of Pain could Conan begin his search. Wheel of Pain? First he had to learn the daring of the thief. The cunning of the fugitive. The bravery of the warrior. The warmth of friendship. The passion of love. Oh, yeah. And the wisdom of one who has suffered. Only then would Conan understand that revenge is the answer to the riddle of steel. Conan, The Barbarian, a film by John Milius.
1: What a fucking awful trailer. Do you
0: know how much protein I had to consume during the filming of that movie? One. (laughs) One cow per day. One. Um, Before you get into your thing, my mom would watch this movie every once in a while, and there's... um, outtakes from the film. And I don't know if you've ever seen them, but there's this one where the dog there's this dog that's chasing Schwarzenegger. It's like a, I think I think it's a German shepherd, don't quote me on that. But it chases him and he's hiding behind a, a boulder and uh <laughs>
1: The fucking dog. you couldn't wait till the end of the fucking review to to talk. About no,
0: things. no, because I, I want to get out of there because in case I forget. So it runs. You don't see it bite him, but it runs behind the fucking boulder, and it. You hear him go, "It bit me, goddamn it!" <laughs> He's fucking pissed. It's, it's hilarious. Is it, it's, is goddamn hilarious.
1: Should have waited till the end of the show.
0: All right, goddamn it, you do what you need to do.
1: Conan the Barbarian, nineteen eighty two. Uh, starring Arnold Schwarzenegger, James Earl Jones, Max von Sido, and Sendall. Ah, cool. Um,
0: that um, Mako was in Conan the Destroyer.
1: Then, you sure about that? Uh huh. who was the who was the Chinese guy in in? I'm in the wrong one. Who was the Chinese guy?
0: I don't recall there being a Chinese guy in Conan the Barbarian. Yeah, there was Mako. Okay, maybe Mako showed up in both of them. I don't don't know. Don't argue with Aku.
1: (laughs) Don't fuck with a Jedi. Aku
0: knows everything. Right. (laughs) It's funny because
1: I always watch Destroyer way more than I watch Barbarian. If you're a fan of sword and sorcery type movies, Conan the Barbarian, the 1982 version, is actually pretty fantastic. Mm -hmm. Um, The way that it starts off with James Earl Jones and his goon squad killing the Sumerians and... Taking Conan captive, yeah, and then putting him in this place where he they, they don't have any interaction until later on in the movie. Um, John Milius is a great director, always has been, and it's based off of the stories by Robert E. Howard. He's a pulp fiction writer from the '30s. If you're not familiar with him, and what the the whole premise of the movie is just re, is revenge. Uh-huh. He seeks revenge for the death of his parents at the hand of False Doom who's the leader of a snake cult. Um, Conan comes across a couple of um, friends, if you really want to call them friends, while he's trying to... Basically what he's doing is he's, he's trying to get to Thulsa Doom, but he doesn't know how to get there. Uh, so he has to... There's the wild dogs, by the way, that you were talking about. He's soon chased by wild dogs and seeks refuge in an Atlantean <laughs> colonizer warrior's tomb.
0: God damn it.
1: Yeah, where he retrieves an ancient sword. Um, so, yeah, um, after he gets a sword, he meets his buddy, uh, Subatai, who's a thief and an archer, and then he meets Valeria, who's a female thief, and, and his lover. And what they're doing is... Uh, they're stealing from these these temples, okay Tower of Serpents stealing jewels and valuables from the shrine and killing snake and killing the great snake that was there in order to get also doom is either to capture him for them to be captured or for him to come out of hiding so that Conan can beat the shit out of him right yeah but in this but the way that it works out is not always the way that it's supposed to work out. Um, also doom fucking basically kicks his ass and conan almost dies his girlfriend dies you know and the the whole team gets split up um when you know at the end only at the end (laughs) at the end of the movie is when conan is finally able to seek his revenge and he kills james Earl jones character but the whole point of the movie, the reason why I like this movie is uh, three reasons. I mean, Schwarzenegger is really good in it. Um, but James Earl Jones was fantastic. The way that he portrayed the bad guy, he didn't overdo it. Like, the ha, 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 ha look at me, my twirly mustache, <laughs> right? <laughs> he, he, he played it real. He played it like... Uh, uh, he played it like a preacher, like a Joel osteen type character, where he's getting these people to believe into his bullshit, right, and to um, do his bidding, even though he's a bad guy, and th- you don't really think he's a bad guy because yeah. really what all he's doing is he's <laughs> he, he, he's just he's just gathered all these people together, you know, for his own purposes. Right, So regardless of whether or not he's stealing and he's a piece of shit and this and that, he's a very charismatic leader. No. right? And Conan doesn't see it that way. Conan just sees him as a conqueror. And basically, they're two sides of the same coin. Because Conan is the same way. Conan is a fucking vicious, vicious, if you read any of the books. He's a vicious fucking barbarian who destroys things because he either doesn't understand them and doesn't care for them. Or has his you are totally fucking falling asleep during I'm the totally podcast. I'm totally listening to you. I'm totally listening to you. Or he he's you know he's Conan the Conqueror and he's out there conquering villages in the name of of Crom his his deity, right? Yeah. And there's other there's other reasons, but those are two of the main reasons. But that's basically this character that's James Earl Jones's character, I am going to throw something at your skull cuz all I see is your fucking eyes drooping. <laughs> I'm awake, Punk. dude. I, I,
0: I'm I'm sleepy, yes, but I'm awake. I'm awake. Seriously, I'm fucking listening to everything you're talking about. You're talking about James
1: Earl Jones right now, so that's what makes that's what makes this movie even better. Is that this this is a portend? It doesn't work, Joe. <laughs> this this is, this is this is this is this is things to come in in Conan's future. Uh-huh. This character, this Thulsa Doom. And it's really fucking awesome to show the character in this movie that way. Now, a lot of people didn't like it because it wasn't Conan and it wasn't the movie that it should have been. And then then you have Conan the Destroyer, which, again, is not its a PG version of Conan.
0: Dude, it's one of the first comic book movies ever made, and they did a really good fucking job
1: with it. Absolutely. Um, It was based off of uh, Robert E. Howard's Conan series, and The World of Hyboria, which was... uh, Publishing weird tales, a series about the b- series about the barbarian was popular with the readership, and you know, and his Conan's adventures in a savage, mystical world with gore, brutal slayings, you know, v- awesome pictures, boobies in the pictures, and everything. I mean, seriously, boobies. Like from the 30s, they were boobies. Like, next, they were naked. Naked. <laughs> um. From the 60s, Conan gained a wider audience. His novels about him were in, limita- were in Imitation of Howard Style by L. Sprague, De Camp and Lynn Carter. They were published, and they, when they were published, Frank Frazetta did a lot of the cover art for these novels, which cemented Conan's image of this huge, huge dude, you know, with all these weapons and chicks that were always around him and stuff like that. And if you're not familiar with Frank Frazetta... He is highly influential on the entire world of comics. I wonder if. Uh, and posters, movie posters. If that is
0: any influence on the creators of uh, God of
1: War. Of course. Um, John Milius intended the film's Conan to be a northern European mythic hero. Uh, Dan Peary described Conan as muscular, majestic, brainy, yet with ambivalent scruples. I don't really think that Conan had any scruples in the books. He just was. You know, just Conan. Yeah, I mean, he had scruples, but it, he's Conan. I mean, he didn't he didn't give a fuck for the most part about whether you lived or died. If you were in his way, you either get on a train or you get fucking crushed. Right?
0: Eat, fuck, conquer, <laughs> sleep, repeat.
1: Yeah. Um, the personality of Conan in the film differs greatly from that of the literature. Conan in the books detests restrictions to his freedom and would have resisted slavery in a violent fashion, whereas the film version accepts his fate and has to be freed. Robert Garcia's review of the film in his American fantasy magazine states that this Conan is less powerful, less talkative, and less educated than Howard's. Um, with the success of Star Wars, this pretty much opened up Hollywood's interest in producing films that portray heroic adventures in supernatural lands and of fables. Um, in the 70s, they wanted to produce film versions of Conan stories, but that, that could never happen, you know. Um, Edward Summer suggested Conan as a potential project to executive producer Robert R. Pressman. And after being shown in the comics and Frazetta's work, Pressman was convinced two years were needed to secure the film rights. Um, but there's a, there was a lot of legal disputes that existed over the disposition of the publishing rights, which ultimately led to them being frozen under injunction. The two main parties involved in this lawsuit, Glenn Lord and DeCamp, formed Conan Properties Incorporated to handle all licensing of Conan related material and Pressman was awarded the film rights shortly afterwards spending more than 10 grand in legal fees to help resolve the lawsuit and the rights cost him another $7500. <coughs> uh, and Milius was approached by Pressman but differences over several issues stopped discussions from going any further. Oliver Stone joined the Conan project at some point after Paramount Pictures offered to fund the film's initial $2.5 million budget. If a named screenwriter was on the team, um, Pressman approached Frank Frazetta to be a visual consultant. The producer then engaged Rod Ron Cobb, who had just completed a set design on Alien. Cobb made a series of paintings and drawings for Pressman before leaving to join Milius on another project. Um, obviously, you know you had Arnold Schwarzenegger as Conan, James Earl Jones as Thulsa Doom. You had Maxa, Maxa, Max von Sydow as King Osric. You have Mako Aiwa Matsu as Wizard of the Mounds. He was the guy that, you know, um also did the voice of a coup. Sven Ol Thorsen is Thorgrim. Um <laughs> he's been S- in a lot
0: of movies with him.
1: Yeah, him and Arnold Schwarzenegger are like best friends.
0: Yeah, they're, they're, off the top of my head I've seen them in, together in red heat and fucking <laughs> Yeah, he's always playing
1: in. he's always playing the bad guy. Usually yeah.
0: Um you know, I'm surprised that you don't see um, Schwarzenegger in anything with Ferrigno besides Pumping Iron.
1: Uh, yeah, uh, Lou Ferrigno was more TV and and promoting other things than movies, um, mostly because of the way he talked. Mm. Uh, Milius was known in the film industries for as much as screenplays for Dirty Harry and Magnum Force. Stop calling me a Hulk. <laughs> he was, however, contracted to direct his next film for Dino De Laurentiis, an influential producer in the fantasy film industry. Milius brought up the idea of taking on Conan, and after a year of negotiations, Pressman and De Laurentiis agreed to produce the film. Um, De Laurentiis took over the financing and production, and Pressman gave up all claims of the film's profits, though he retained approval over changes to the script, cast, and director. Wow. De De Laurentiis assigned the responsibility of production to his daughter, Raffaella and Feitschins. I don't know who that is. Um, Milius was formally appointed as director in early 79 and Cobb was named as production designer then De Laurentiis convinced Universal Pictures to become the film's distributor Uh, the studio also contributed to the production budget of 17.5 million and prepared 12 million to advertise the film Um, all in all this is a triumph of a movie the problem is is that when you're doing when when now when you have these new movies come out like you have the new Conan that came out yeah which is probably a little bit closer to closer to the comic yeah people go well you know this is bullshit blah 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 but yeah Aquaman playing him yeah Jason
0: Momoa Momoa <laughs> Morgan Freeman as the narrator <laughs> of course he narrated it yeah
1: why not. Oh wait that's the fucking new one all right uh, brain for it yeah yeah i i brought up <laughs> i brought a new one to see uh, oh gosh
0: i i rented that i i watched it i don't even, i don't remember anything about it nothing it it
1: didn't stand out to me at all i don't think i i have a movie i've watched it a couple of times just to try to get it and um the website provided a con- consensus that while, oh, this is Rotten Tomatoes, its relentless gory violence is more faithful to Howard's books. Conan forsakes three-dimensional characters, dialogue, and acting in favor of unnecessary 3D effects. So it was more closer to the books than it was to anything else. Look, um, the truth of the matter is is that when you, have, when, when you have a Conan the Barbarian movie, everything is going to be compared to the original. And, and that's the problem. Conan the Barbarian, in, in its purest form of the Robert E. Howard books, needs to be a violent, brutal, vicious character who is also very smart. Well, not necessarily very smart, but at least intelligent. And he's got to be able to work his way out of things. And I think that if they're going to do another Conan movie, you have to move into that direction and and really bring the novels and the comics to life so that we can see what this image that Robert E. Howard d- designed was supposed to be. Um, there's still rumors going around that King Conan is going to, be done, going to be made. It's just when is it going to be made? <laughs> um, yeah, Conan the Conqueror, that was in 2016, so it's only been a couple of years. Uh, he re- Schwarzenegger said uh, there's details about the film. According to Sandy Schaefer, writing for Screen Rant, the script is collaboratively honed by Chris Morgan and Will Beal. Producer Chris Morgan stated that Universal dropped the project, although there was a possibility of a TV show. The story of the film was supposed to be set 30 years after the first with some inspiration from Eastwood's Unforgiven. So we'll see what happens. All in all, I give Conan, the original Conan, the Barbarian, like a six. Um, obviously, it's got some issues. Uh, but the action and the acting and, and everything that happens in between the slow points is, is really good. Um, one, two, three and a half stars. A 6.9 out of 10. And that's pretty much what I'm giving it. <laughs> um, There's no real weak parts. It's just that you don't have Arnold Schwarzenegger doing a lot of acting. He does a lot of grunting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know. <laughs> get to the chopper. Type of thing. Don't you mean get to the temple? Get to the temple. <laughs> you know, it's it's just, it, and that's... And, <laughs> that draws you out of it hmm. when you're watching the movie. <laughs> it's, I mean, we can make fun of it all day long, but the truth of the matter is is that they were so afraid to let him act that they really didn't want him to act.
0: Hercules goes bananas.
1: Yes. They Hercules in New York. Yeah. They dubbed over him. Yeah. yeah. I'm Hercules. Yes. Hi there. I am Hercules. <laughs> How are you? <laughs> God, I I, mean. Seriously, if you ever get a chance, look up. Hercules is it? Hercules goes bananas. It's, I thought it was always it, Hercules in New York.
0: It has it's two different titles. It has Hercules goes bananas and Hercules in New York. It's it's fucking hilarious
1: just to hear. The I hate voice that actor over.
0: that's in there with him. The the nerdy guy with the glasses. Like, <laughs> Was it
2: your unexpected call?
0: Did they really make us watch a trailer for a movie while we're going into a trailer for a movie? Yep, that's Tom Hanks with a, with a Massachusetts accent, no, New England,
1: sorry, uh, well, Washington accent. Top 10 dumbest Hercules in New York moments. Wow Is that music part of that? This is literally the fucking worst intro ever This is why I stopped doing intros on our podcast <laughs> If you notice then, since like the end of December mm-hmm. I haven't put our intros in or the outros Ugh. Really, you mustn't take yourself so seriously I am serious He doesn't even look like me He doesn't even look like me What,
2: what are you doing? Can't
1: even do it Oh,
0: wow Damn, that's when he was like fucking the mountain <laughs>
2: Look at me. Even like <laughs> my shoulders
1: have titties. I have, sh- I have <laughs> titty shoulders. Oh, okay. yeah. I'm I mean, not gonna I, put on my sweater. Stop it. The know. bee stings <laughs> them, they look like nipples. Nipples. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know! I don't know! I could not lift it. My strength, it seemed to work on yeah, Well, uh, Come on, we gotta get out of here.
2: There's no time to get back. Come on, we'll
1: go this way. What the fuck? I hate that fucking actor. Look at all of these ads.
0: Did you ever watch the Stallone porno?
1: Called the. This, The stallion The Italian stallion Yeah No Look Look at the picture of Arnold Then and now The dude's like 70 70 years old right Yeah Yeah. He's still got fucking muscles Jesus Christ I mean come on He's got more muscle than I do I know Stallone dude That fucker's
0: like 71 And he's fucking ripped Yeah, I don't ever want to work out to the point where I look like a
1: character from Altered Beast (laughs) No, thank you (laughs) Welcome to your doom I'm not watching this shit again Oh my god
0: (laughs) Fucking Italian guitar, dude I don't
1: want
2: to The
1: original superhero I'm tired of the same old faces He's totally awesome Won't believe your eyes!
2: Hercules is coming! Hercules is
1: here! (laughs) I had to play the trailer. What short ass trailer? Is that? There's another one. (laughs) Our relief is born.
0: Rated G, huh? Yeah.
2: Arnold Schwarzenegger, you've seen him pumping iron as Conan the Barbarian. Arnold Schwarzenegger.
1: Oh, look look at me lift that!
2: Magnificent and muscular. Magnificent. Arnold Schwarzenegger in his most unexpected adventure. (laughs) Arnold Schwarzenegger is coming your way on a comet from out of the sky. On a comet.
1: (laughs) What an awful picture!
2: Magnificent as Hercules.
0: God damn. (laughs)
1: Pew pew pew. Down.
2: The story begins quietly <laughs> enough, high atop fabled Mount Olympus. Hercules annoys Zeus just once too often with his need for adventure. I'm tired of the same old faces, the same old things. Things soon
1: heat up for our hero. Suck my bolt. <laughs> suck my bolt of gold. <laughs>
0: Dude, he could have played a prison scene with that fucking beanie on. I'm, I'm gonna push this car over. By the way, that guy, who looks like Don Knotts' retarded brother.
2: Does it? Hercules' muscles bring him fame and fortune.
0: I swear the time is wrong on this. Where they say in 1969 and 1970? All right. I swear this movie was like 75 or something. Well,
2: I think it was...
1: I don't know when it was made. Let's see. But it wasn't released until years after. 1970. (laughs) 17% on Rotten Tomatoes. That was
0: 45 years ago that means that pretty much Arnold was around 25 at the time
1: so it came out it came out in 1975 but the tra- i mean when they did the trailer you know he's the trailer's like 10 years off anyways yeah. you know well it's 12 years off technically because there's like in fuck what was his movies he did uh, Conan the barbarian and uh
0: oh hey, well he did a
1: <coughs> he did the villain with Kirk Douglas uh like a nice mention that in the fucking trailer uh-huh. um he did Pumping Iron. Yeah, that was it. So it was Pumping
0: Iron. Or, and, um, and, yeah,
1: and Stay Hungry. Stay Hungry, I think, was the sequel. They did Pumping Iron, and they did Conan the Barbarian in the voiceover of the trailer. Mm-hmm. You've seen him in Pumping Iron, and you've seen him in blah, blah, blah. Um, the annoying dude, Arnold Strain, Arnold Stang. Now, you remember Arnold Stang <coughs> because he did a lot of voiceovers. Damn, he, he only died like fucking like eight years ago. Or, well, nine. Arnold Stang did the voiceover. Uh, I'm trying to find out uh, what he did. Hold on a second. <coughs> Top Cat. Well, that's interesting. The
0: Colgate comedy hour.
1: <laughs> Arnold Stang reprised Top Cat and Yogi's Treasure Hunt, Top Cat and the Beverly Hills Cats. Stang also appeared on an episode of The Cosby Show. Mm. Um, Yogi He played photographer in the film Dennis the Menace No, he didn't do Boo Boo I don't care, I just feel like seeing it Let's see Um Boo Boo TC, yeah, he did TC, the Sly Alley Cat um, The show lasted one season in primetime Before going into reruns Stang also provided the voice of Popeye's pal Shorty Herman the Mouse And a number of famous cartoon studios Tubby Tompkins on Lulu Shorts And Catfish on Mr. Jaw So I don't know if you remember Mr. Jaw. You gotcha.
0: Oh, okay.
1: He was also. He also did a lot of voiceovers for. Um, Courage the Cowardly Dog. It's always the Jaws. To Patty Freely.
0: <laughs> when it's over, you just show a shark's fin.
1: Fin. Jewish shark, by the way, that's you Arnold's boy.
2: Did I? I scared two for the price of one that
1: time. Two for the price of one that time. <laughs> hey, look, the
2: beach is decided. Take a look over there. It's not only deserted, there's nobody on it. Mm-hmm. I'll say one thing for those human type people they sure know how to yeah. live it up. <laughs> listen, listen, fella, a double order of fish and chips. Double. Here you are, sir. Sure, hell, sure. Hey, chief, look at me. Do I look like a movie star? <laughs> you make a better waiter.
1: Now jump to it and bring me some yum yums. <laughs> bring me some yum
2: yums. This is an emergency. I want to speak to Fearless Freddy, the shock hunter.
1: I was listening. No, you weren't. Shock hunter. Anyways, he did. It. He also did uh, Courage the Cowardly Dog. And uh, had died after the series was over. But there, there, he played, like, um, like uh, the pinky toe in one of the episodes where it was a, um, the foot was a, a gang, uh, you know, a mafia gang. You were totally falling asleep. Oh, yeah. Hell yeah, I, I am. <laughs> so, anyways, <laughs> Arnold Stang, that's who that was. <laughs> what the fuck? It was going backwards. And that's all I got.
0: All right. So, for this week's flicks of the week, I am. Uh, yeah, I literally stopped talking, and you were. And I know I could I, I I could hear myself breathing into the or exhaling into the microphone. And that's all we got. And then there was all the silence, and I was like, and then I don't know how long it took, but I came to the realization like you're you're doing that, you're waiting for me. Just to see if I am fucking conking out. I
1: just I just stopped everything I was doing and just watched <laughs> you.
0: All right. So hopefully you guys didn't get as sleepy as I did because I'm, I'm not sleepy because of this. I'm sleepy because of... Excuses. Of life and excuses. So, Flex of the Week, me, you, bye.